Hello and welcome to Tribal Council, a show in which two brothers who had never seen Survivor before started from the very beginning. I'm Patrick. And I'm Chris. And this week we're going to talk about season 14, episodes 9, 10, 11, and 12, leading up to the end of season 14. But before that, we have another lightning round for season 44, drop the four, keep the four. Drop the four, keep the four. We have gone through all 18 contestants and heard about some of their just general intro stuff, hometown, current resident, occupation, words they describe themselves with. We've heard about their pet peeves and their hobbies. This week, we are going to hear about um, an accomplishment they are most proud of and something we would never know from looking at them. Okay. Okay. All right. Are we ready? I'm ready. Accomplishment they're most proud of. When COVID hit my first year out of college, I led my office in a fundraiser to raise $150,000 in two weeks for the NYC community. Something we would never know from looking at them. I listen to the Hunger Games audiobook every night to fall asleep. I'm also the biggest musical nerd. Yes. Hunger Games one's a weird one, I feel like. It is a weird one, but I'm stuck on the, like, uh, getting people to donate money. I mean, feels like a lot of the same skills as, like, recruiting people to do votes. And Hunger Games is, like, Battle Royale. That's what Survivor is. Yeah, that's true. I think that's smarter. Told me that I would be like, you scare me. I'm going to vote you out. But, yeah. Um, that was Claire Rafson. Uh, I'll do a rundown at the end of this of like which ones you've said yes to all of and no and all that sort of stuff. Uh, next accomplishment. They're proud of running a marathon. No other time in my life has so much time, sweat, and willpower coalesced into one awesome event. At least dot, 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 not yet. And something we would never know from looking at them. Not a fan of peanut butter. Mm, no. That is Matt Blankenship. Um, accomplishment. You're most proud of staying sober for the last 13 years and raising my son in recovery and something we would never know from looking at them. I eat so much candy. It's ridiculous. I've had three crowns because I keep cracking my teeth from jawbreakers and atomic fireballs. I have fallen asleep eating chocolate too many times to count. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say yes. All right. That was uh, Carolyn Weiger. Um, next accomplishment. Uh, leading a team of cool people following the steps of my mother, being married to my husband, and creating a home. Getting on Survivor. So, like, multiple things. Uh, something we would never know from looking at them. I love to do bearded drag on Halloween. No. That is... That yam, sounded yam. like it was a quick note from the doing bearded drag, but I was a, I was a very much a no from the accomplishment, so... It would have had to be a very impressive thing. I don't know about them. That is a uh, yam yam. Um, oh, next. no. I've liked jam jam so far. Is it yam yam or jam jam? It's yam yam with a Y. Right. But I saw, I feel like I saw something on Reddit or something that said that he pronounced it as jam jam. Oh, I mean, I don't know how it's pronounced. I just see it written down. Oh, okay. So maybe it's jam jam. Um, accomplishment you're most proud of. Can it be growth? I am most proud of how much I have grown over the last several years. As an individual and in motherhood, I'm very proud of the woman I am becoming. And something we would never know from looking at them, I think at first glance, many wouldn't be able to tell that I am in my 30s and a mom of two. No. That was you, Lauren Harp. Oh, man. Well, I'm I'm a father of one and a half, and 
also in my 30s um accomplishment you're most proud of being kind always number one being a compassionate fireman i ran a 34 mile ultra marathon pretty proud of that something you would never know from looking at them growing up i was very insecure about my body my voice and speech also yes i feel this is beside the point i feel like i whenever i've heard of people doing like ultra marathons it's like 50 miles or 100 miles or something like that the 34 number threw me off because i was like that's just like eight more than a regular marathon but then it's also like that's still eight more miles than a regular marathon that's a lot of miles yeah i wonder if it's an even number of kilometers or something Which uh, i mean it would be a little bit more than 50 because 31 miles would be 50 kilometers so it's like 55 maybe roughly yeah huh i wonder why maybe it was like a specific course like around something specific maybe that is danny massa um next they are a proudest accomplishment beyond my family parentheses which is the best part of my life and parentheses i am proud of a few things i am proud how far i've taken my career i'm proud of all the patents i have i'm proud of all the marathons i've done something we would never know from looking at them they played that I played basketball for the national youth basketball team, 12 years old. And I was the captain, or maybe that I have 40 patents filed. No. Um, okay. That was uh Heidi Lagaris Greenblatt. Her occupation is engineering manager. And so I'm sure that has led to those patents. I would, or I would guess that's what led to those patents. Um, next accomplishment they're proud of i'm most proud of being the recipient of the national student volunteer award for 2022 in consult your community a nonprofit consulting organization that spans 26 college chapters after working my way up to being president of the georgia tech chapter i was beyond honored to find out how many of my peers nominated me for the award something you would never know from looking at them most people would never know that i 3d print and design survivor puzzles for fun part of my preparation for survivor has been practicing the 3d puzzles i've made oh boy i was like a pretty hard no at the accomplishment and now i'm leaning yes oh i'll say yes that was carson garrett i think he's the young one on here or the youngest one that saying that he won a college award in 2022 i was like yeah. too young uh next accomplishment i've done some cool things uh like trekking to everest base camp but the real best thing i've done is make the hottest guy from nyu date me for the last seven years um something we would not know by looking at them i placed third in an ultra marathon when i was 22 i'm not as buff as everyone else on the cast so you all need to know i can at least run far no that is Maddie Pamilla or Pamilla. Um, I also feel like this lightning round makes this weird because I was much more impressed by marathoners before like everyone was a marathoner. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then the order that you hear them messes with that sometimes because it's like the first person you're like, yeah, sure. Impressive. And then you have fourth person. You're like, I'm sick of it, but it's not their fault. Right. They were fourth. Exactly. Like I, I might have said yes to her if I had said it, heard it earlier, but um next person accomplishment most proud of raising two awesome kids with my amazing wife something we would never know from looking at them that i was adopted by a white family yes that is bruce perot he's not white that would be I, I assumed so that would be odd that weighed into my decision <laughs> also because i'm guessing that he learned a lot of like code switching and ability to talk to different types yeah. of people through the process um next accomplishment i am most proud of my admittance to grad school 
and something we would never know from looking at them. I majored in finance and economics and graduated summa cum laude with a 3.98 GPA. No. That was Sarah Wade. Uh, next accomplishment you're most proud of, my amazing family. I wouldn't be the man I am today without them. I owe, I owe everything to them, and they are my driving force. Something we wouldn't know from looking at them. I have a huge heart and compassion for all those around me. I will help anyone to be the best possible version of themselves. It's so uplifting to see and help someone succeed. This sounds like a really great guy, but both of those were such generic answers. Uh, no. I feel Ma- like I'm saying no so much. I'm not impressed by any of these people. That was Matthew Grinstead Mayo. Um, next accomplishment they're proud of. Growing into someone my parents say they never have to worry about. And Damn. something we wouldn't know by looking at them. I can complete an expert level of Minesweeper in under two minutes. Ooh, yes. That's pretty good. That's so fast. Yeah, that's very impressive. Um. Oh, that was uh, Helen Lee. Um, next accomplishment they're most proud of graduating at the top of my class after undergoing a total gastrectomy during my first year of medical school and something we would never know from looking at them one would never know that i was born with a congenital deformity called prune belly syndrome this required me to have a kidney transplant transplant at nine years old i'm on lifelong immunosuppressant medication which inadvertently caused me to develop stomach cancer when i was 25 i had to have a complete stomach removal because of this and relearn how to eat I'm doing great and I'm cancer free. I'm going to say yes. How, How obviously he still needs to take meds every day. Like, will that be talked about on the show? Like, he's 34. So this is like nine years after the stomach removal. Also, when um, he says like relearn how to eat, like, does he literally have to like, like, is it literally that he like is missing a large chunk of his stomach and has to tube feed in some ways? His or, whole like, stomach was removed. My guess is it's a lot more of like, small frequent eating because he doesn't have storage space well, this is yeah. just a guess i don't know sure that would make sense i'm just like obviously survivor producers have said that it is safe for him to do this i just have a lot of questions for like how all of that works and what that actually means so that's josh wilder i think i'm gonna like this guy i have two other things highlighted in his bio that i was going to share this stuff next week but i'll share it now because we're talking about him uh, life experience that he feels has prepared him for the game, which I didn't mention, or I did not include this in any of our lightning rounds just because it was not that exciting. But he said he's a physician and he says, I meet a variety of new people on a daily basis. This will help my social game as I must get that individual to trust my diagnosis, explanation, and treatment plan in 20 minutes during an office visit. I thought that was like a cool take on like taking your doctor skills to survivor. Yeah, I like uh, that a lot. And his biggest inspiration, he said, besides my mom, which like 80% of the people mentioned their mom, um, he said, my deceased kidney owner, Kristen Regal, she died at the age of 15 from a drunk driver and her grandma donated all of her organs. So the person that he got a kidney from when he was nine years old, which I thought was super cool. That is super cool. Um, Yeah. So that was Josh Wilder. I will also say the past four people, I don't usually do this, but it, for whatever reason, like four people go. When you were thinking about it, I just made a prediction of what you would say, and I've been four people. I've been right four in a row. Oh damn! Um, next accomplishment they're most proud of. I'm most proud of myself for having the courage to quit a ten-year career to follow my dreams. And something we would never know from looking at them, people would never know that I love scary movies and grew up watching Freddy, Jason, and Chucky. No, that was Jamie Lynn Ruiz. 
Uh, next, accomplishment they're most proud of, being recognized as the best negotiator at a national negotiation competition for Canadian law schools. And something we would never know from looking at that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I need you to stop for a second. I need to, like, <laughs> there were a lot of things about that that were very confusing to me. They were the best negotiator at a negotiating competition mm-hmm. for law schools, but specifically Canadian law schools. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it looks like it. They have American ones too. It's through the bar, the ABA. But the the isn't that the American Bar Association? Does that also cover but, Canada? Well, I just that's what came up in my search results. I'm sure there's Canada ones too. It's just uh, I just wanted to find more information about it. Gotcha. Okay. Tons of schools compete. I can watch the recordings of them. Um, interesting. Um, uh, th- so that was their negotiation stuff. And then something we would never know from looking at them. I have a beautiful singing voice. Yes. That is Kane Fritzler. Um, which the negotiation, I mean, that's got to be a big survivor skill right there. So it'll be interesting. Yeah, that's why I went with yes. Uh, an accomplishment they're most proud of, new person. I somehow got a perfect score on the MCAT. And something we would never know from I looking at. I have zero idea how impressive that is. I mean, it's like a big test for medical school. So I think it'd be similar if somebody was like, I got a perfect score on the SATs or the GRE or something like that. Okay. Okay. I mean, I mean, maybe it's even more impressive than that. I don't know. Right. That That's where I'm like, is that like getting a perfect score on the SAT? Because that's like, that's very impressive. I feel like I have heard some other stories, people doing that. Or is this like. Between 30 and 70 students get it every year. Okay, that's good to know. Out of like a few hundred thousand, something like that. Um, At least that's what popped up in my initial result. Uh, What is something we would never know from looking at you? I work at a center for mindfulness and compassion, and I have a daily practice in yoga and mindfulness meditation. Mm, No. That was Franny Marin. And last person. Accomplishment you're most proud of. I am most proud of playing for the Seattle Seahawks. Something we would never know from looking at them. You would never know that I play the piano. I also do some pretty good magic tricks. Yes. That is Brandon Cottom. Um, yeah. He I feel is, like doing magic tricks means he either is going to be like good and social or annoying. Mm-hmm. I can't tell which. So I mean, he won't get to. Yeah, that's true. I hope he gets a chance to show off his magic tricks because that would be fun. Um, all right. So after the third round, let's see. Well, for so that round, you said yes nine times. So half 50 50. Oh, really? Yeah. I definitely um, thought I was saying no way more. Okay. Let's see if you have any all yeses or all no's. Maddie Pamilla, Pamia, you've said no to every time. She sucks. And Jamie Lynn Ruiz, you've said no to every time. Yeah. Kane Fritzler, the, uh, uh, negotiation champion, you've said yes to every time. Oh, okay. Those are the only three all no's or all yeses. Lots of twos and ones. Uh, and we have okay. one more. We have one more round next week, which will be the uh, classic. Why will you be the sole survivor? Okay, I'm excited. I'm I'm stoked for season forty four. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. So yeah, I was gonna say, but for now, let's slog through this bad season. Yeah, so before that, um, <laughs> I mentioned earlier in the season that I noticed that several contestants from the season had names that fit into Mambo number five. Yeah, uh-huh. And then I saw a person post on Reddit. This is unrelated to this season specifically, but somebody posted, will one 
day the Mambo number five prophecy be complete because several of the people mentioned in the psalm have one survivor. So like oh. the, the chorus Sandra. or whatever goes a little bit of Monica in my life. Apparently there's never been a Monica, which could be a spoiler alert for us. So if we ever watch an old season and there's a Monica in it, they did not win that season. Um, a little bit of Erica by my side, season yeah. 41. A little bit of Rita's all I need. Hasn't been a Rita yet. A little bit of Tina's what I see, season two, Tina. Yeah. A little bit of Sandra in the sun, season seven. Yeah. A Good little job. Bit of, a little bit of Mary all night long, Marianne, season 42. Yeah, that's a little of a stretch, but I'll take a little it. bit of Jessica. Here I am. Hasn't been a Jessica. A little bit of you makes me your man. And the person posted Yule for you, which I thought was fun. Oh, that is fun. Season 13. Um, Yeah. So we need a Monica, a Rita and a Jessica. And in the upcoming season, we don't have those names. So we don't have to wait. There was there was a in Rita the, this season in the current in the season 14 that we're watching. Yeah. Yeah. So I just thought that was fun that somebody also thought of Mondo, Mambo number five related to Survivor, but for different reasons. There was also, there was a Jessica this season too. Ah, well, she doesn't win. Or and an Erica was there? Lots of oh yeah, that's right. I knew there was lots of names. That oh right, that's why we had this conversation originally. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. So another thing which I was going to wait to talk about it later, but I'll talk about it now since we haven't gotten into the guts of this. Um, Zoe emailed us, who has emailed us in the past. Um, yeah. Hey Zoe. And they said, "Hey guys, I just listened to the last episode. All I have to say that season 14 is good. I know it's a slow start, but Yao Man and Earl are some of the best pairing two-person alliance to me. The season is historic. I know it's not as exciting as the season prior, but it's still really good. Jeff has said in some interviews that it's his least favorite season, so you be the judge." Anyway, on Rob Has a Podcast, talking with T-Bird, some of the last contestants have been interviewed by T-Bird and Rob C. Definitely a good listen after you finish the season. Ooh, that okay. Way. That's exciting. And I will say that... I have that, seen some of the talking with T-Bird stuff, but I have not... Because I've been starting to listen to Rob Has a Podcast more. Mm -hmm. uh, but I have not actually listened to any talking with T-Bird stuff, because I'm, I'm scared. So that's good to know, Zoe, that I'm allowed to listen to ones from this season. So I don't know who returns and who doesn't and stuff, so I don't know what I'm allowed to listen to. The only person from this season that returns from my IMDb research I did earlier was Yao Man. Uh, I think. Yeah, yeah, you had said that. So okay. Um, cool. yeah. So this inner or this email from Zoe came at like a good time because I, while watching through these this batch of episodes, I was like trying to think like why do I not like the season? Like, why am I not finding the season interesting? Cause I was like some of the challenges I like. Um, and then the, I, I started to like, like some of the strategizing and stuff that was happening. And so I think the biggest, there's like two main things. One is just the premise of the like luxury camp and not luxury camp really don't like. And so that's not any of the players fault. That's just, that's Jeff's fault. The producer's fault. Right. Uh, and I, that person who dropped in the out. second half of the season, that yeah, yeah that's true yeah. and the other one was like some of the people just aren't good at strategizing which we'll get to but like alex and mookie not good like their strategy like the stuff they were trying to pull off was like just bad and like they were they thought they were being brilliant and it was like very clear they were not being and i think that because i was like this there's so much i was trying to like compare it to last season for season 13 because we liked a lot of that and I don't think it's all just like personality because I think some of these people I would like, but I think it's just the, some of it's the strategizing. I don't know. 
Yeah, I also think that there's, I guess maybe I'm wrong about this because I was going to say like, uh, I don't like a lot of the people, but that's not true. Like, yeah, they're all like medium. They are all medium. That's a great point. I do kind of like, I like, I think Earl and Yao Man is a fun duo. Mm -hmm. I don't know that I love either one of them. I like Yao Man a lot. Earl's fine to me. But yeah, that's what, like, Katie will, like, walk in when I'm watching it, and normally when I'm watching Survivor, she'll be like, who's, like, who do you hate from this season, or who do you like from this season? And for this one, I'm just like, they're all fine. Like, I don't particularly love anybody. I don't, like, nobody, like, now, like, at this point in it, there was people, like, Rocky, I really didn't like from this season, but mostly, like, after he was gone, it was like, they're fine. Like, I don't really dislike anybody. It's just, I don't have anybody that I'm super rooting for. I did really like, and this is like really getting ahead of ourselves here, but I really liked Alex and Edgardo. And I think that if what is what was known as like the four horsemen mm-hmm. of uh, Ra- Ravu, is that right? The apocalypse. Yes, the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Um, if the four horsemen of Ravu that were like coming into this merge down yeah, had like turned it around and been more like an I two four kind of mm-hmm. of Cook Islands. Like one of the reasons I loved Cook Islands is it was like the little guys turned the game around and like came back, and I liked all of them. That's true, but I think part of the reason they might they didn't was like their strategizing wasn't good. Like there's a I mean, specific yes. there's like a specific spot which we'll get to of like where Alex and Mookie thought they were being like brilliant. And I was like, no, like it's just, it, and it played, it did not play out well for them. Yes. Um, but I, I think that if they would have been able to turn around and come back, I would have liked this a lot more because like I did watching this group of episodes, I was like, okay, this, this season is getting better. Yeah. But then it got predictable of just like that group getting picked off one by one. Yeah, and I was like, okay, well, this is annoying. But that also happened in Cook Islands, and I loved it in Cook Islands. But that's because I I liked the group that was winning. Well, yeah, and in Cook Islands, it was well, yeah, that's true. I mean, it took a while. To, the The picking off of people was pretty short lived. There was only like two episodes or something. Um, because before that, it was like every time you're like, oh, we need the small group to win the challenge. That way, they can like send the other tribe. Like we need the small group yeah. to win, and it, so every time it was like rooting for them yeah so i it was also there was the added thing of like jonathan was in the middle so it was like are they going to keep picking them off or are they going to boot jonathan out of their group or whatever yeah. and like that added some confusion where this time it was that it's picked off three of the horsemen yeah. bit by bit um, so um yeah so zoe that was a well-timed email because it sounds like we both were like coming around on the season a little bit but also i think both for both of us, it's not our favorite, but not as she, bad as maybe we made it out to be earlier. She said this is a historic season. She said this season is historic. I'm not sure the reason for that. Huh. I'm interested in that. I don't know. Uh, this. I mean, every season's historic. Well, right. But like, at this point, is Boo the only Caucasian person at the merge that feels like a big deal um and alex maybe no oh at the merge i think so so that feels pretty historic maybe that's what she's talking about yeah maybe 
I don't know. Um, all right. So with all of that, let's get into this batch of episodes. We got a bunch to talk about. Um, starting with, are we going to live on Exile Island? Answer: No. No. I was I had, had a real roller coaster here. So they got sent to Exile, and I was like, okay, this is like a cool way to handle getting rid of the luxury and not like they off to go to Exile Island, and then it's like. All right, go back to Moto Camp. And I was like, no, show that's stupid. Now they all live in luxury. And they got there and all the stuff was gone. And I was like, okay, that's better at least. It I mostly agree with you. I did feel really bad for uh Mookie here, who like never got to experience any of that, never got yeah. to see any of it. Helped build it in episode one, and then it was just gone. Especially because they had the similar roller coaster of like when they found out they were going to moto like i'm sure he was like oh hell yeah i finally get to be there and then they show yeah, up Yeah, he had a conversation and, of like yeah. oh like i'm i i'm gonna fight for the bed tonight um yeah so they get back there and choose a new team name of bula bula uh which means hello or hello hello i think yes um and there's talk of like alliances and stuff as they merge up um earl is saying that he feels allied with Yalman and Cassandra and Michelle. Um, but then like, yeah. And then we have, there's lots of talk over this batch of episodes of the four horsemen, which is Mookie, Edgardo, Alex and dreams. Um, and then we just see that. Which are the four that remaining from Ravu before the merge. Yeah. Um, but they were calling themselves, I feel like they were calling themselves the four horsemen even before they were only the four Ravu. Is that not true? Maybe that's not true. I don't think so. Because like um, they, they got rid of Rocky before that, but I don't think that they were the four horsemen with okay. Rocky there. They do they have a plan to push back on your like they're bad at strategizing a little bit. They have a decent plan of like splitting up at the merge and each basically having yeah. a target. No, but that, this ends up going badly, I think. I mean, it does go badly, but I think it's a good idea. Well, I, I I don't know if I agree because they're like, okay, let's split up. We all pick one. We all find an extra person to bring into our alliance. The problem is they all find another person to bring into their alliance. And so it's like they had four and now they have like eight or something. Like it doesn't work. Like you need to like just plan out and like be like, let's try to poach. You don't want to get like everybody because then word of it gets out too much. Like it's just spreading yourself too thin, I think. That's true. They maybe should have done like Alex and Edgardo go for one person. Yeah. Yuki and uh dreams go for one person so then yes. they have six yes that's but what i think, I think that their better. thought was feel people out and if they're not into it then we'll get like we'll try for eight and end up getting six but it did not yeah it didn't work out very well yeah and it's their their alliance crumbled quickly well and i think that was some of their strategy problem going through is like their first plan like on the surface, it's like, yeah, that seems pretty good, but they don't like think past that too far. And so they need to like, it's like they're doing first draft strategies and not like editing themselves a little bit. Well, I, I see your point, but I also think that it is that they are, it breaks down because they are thinking further ahead. Because like when Alex and Edgardo want to bring Stacy on board, uh, they like Mookie is like, that's going to go poorly for me at the final five. Like, He's think, almost thinking too far ahead. Rather yeah. Than being like, I can win a vote now, being like, that's going to fuck me over later. So I want to. I'm, yeah, I'm that's throwing true. the baby out with bathwater a little bit. Well, that's true. And you don't want to do that. Don't throw that baby. Um, We see a challenge where they're split into two teams randomly. 
which I hated. Splitting them back up immediately. Like they they have not had an individual challenge yet. Yeah. Um, so they're split into a green and orange team um, where they have to memorize this Fijian mask and paddle out, retrieve puzzle, piece, puzzle pieces, and then assemble those uh, correctly. Um, the orange team wins here, which is Earl, Yao Man, Cassandra, Ed, and Boo. And they get to skip tribal council and have a steak feast. And the losers get a note that says they're going straight to tribal council. And so the green team goes there, which is Mookie, Alex, Michelle, Stacy, and Dream. So they don't get any time to do any additional strategizing. Wait, Uh-oh. who did you say that was? Mookie, Mookie Michelle. Alex, Michelle, Stacy, Dreams. Oh, yeah. Okay. For some reason, I thought you said Earl and I was confused. Um, which the the twist of like going straight to Tribal Council, I feel like wasn't as big of a deal here because they were doing like tons of strategy talking already. Um, yeah, but I do like... like the strategy talk was before they split into these like two groups. That's true. Yes. So I, I did not love splitting into two groups. First thing in the merge, I could see uh, something similar to this happening in like the new era where it's like they merge. And then like a couple rounds later, they do like the two separate, like split yeah. into two groups for tribal. And the, the idea of going straight to tribal without getting to talk about it. I did like, in yeah. part because they had, they were forced to talk more openly at tribal in front of the jury, which I, I thought was interesting. Mm-hmm. Also at tribal council here, I believe I was surprised. I noted this down. So either I missed it before, or this is the first time that Jeff has mentioned that the immunity idol will get presented before he reads the votes. I Did we know that already? Cause I thought we, or I guess maybe I just assumed it was the same from last season where it was the like super idol where it gets read after the votes. I think that it was maybe mentioned, but not emphasized until now for some okay. reason. Well, this is the first time I noticed it. And I was like, oh, okay, that changes things. So that's how idols are used nowadays. Of be, You have to present it before he reads the votes. Um, um, so nobody does that, but Michelle gets voted out three to two, which we have seen happen to Roger, Sean, Heidi, Burton, Rudy, Colby, Julie, Seku, Michelle, uh, just now, and... It, Evie and Geo in the newer season. Oh, okay. Uh, I this was interesting because like Alex pretty explicitly is like I'm gonna vote for Michelle, but Mookie and Dreams didn't originally want that, and Dreams like goes along with Alex, but Mookie does not, and which causes that three-two split. Right. Um, and starts to fracture their Horseman Alliance. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And so we head into the next episode. It's a turtle. Uh, we're night 24. The green team returns to camp. Alex pushes Mookie to share the idol. Um, where they Alex wants to them to like rotate the idol each day, basically, and have a different person hold on to it. Um, and Mookie's like, now nah, just hold on to it. Um, Mookie's mad at dreams for voting Michelle out. Um, because they had talked about getting rid of Stacy instead. Um, I was trying to, I can't, I didn't note it down. Dreams had a reason for why he voted Michelle instead of Stacy. It was, it was something about like what she said at tribal council or something like that, or what Stacy said, like what one of them said. Uh, yeah, I don't remember. I can't remember. Um, yeah, I can't remember exactly. It's something like maybe Michelle calling out dreams for not doing stuff or calling somebody out. And he was like, Ooh, it just like scared him a little bit. And so he switched his vote. Um, uh, we see Boo propose an ally to er, an alliance to Earl that um, it'd be him, Cassandra, Yao Man, Dreams, and Boo, which we see that 
holds up. Um, and then a reward challenge. They have to answer questions about their tribe mates and then try to predict like who is the most for ones. We've seen this before. This one was less mean than the one we saw a couple seasons ago where like was it Courtney got like just destroyed by people. Oh yeah. In uh Panama. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is uh commonly called touchy subjects. Oh, okay. Um Cassandra wins this. Um, she sends Mookie to Exile Island and gets to take three people. Um, but she has some time to think about it. So she can go back to camp and like talk to people and then decide. She ends up choosing this. I also thought was interesting because usually they have to like pick people immediately. But the idea of getting to like both think about it and get people to like pitch you mm-hmm. like ongoing was interesting. Both like I think made it more dangerous of a decision yeah. and also uh, just made it more fun to watch, I think. Yeah. Um, so she ends up choosing Dreams, Boo, and Yao Man, which she had already been like relatively allied with like Boo and Yao Man um, and like Dreams, but Dreams has been like kind of playing both sides of maybe going with them and maybe being the Four Horsemen. And so... Um, this might have been a good way to help like solidify alliance with dreams. Um, yeah, so they get to hang out on their yacht, enjoy their time, uh, which I don't have like any notes for. Um, I don't think that they showed us very much of this. Uh, day 27, which means we're beyond the length of modern day survivor at this point. That's wild. Um, Alex, oh, sorry. I, I skipped over a note and want to go back and hit this. Yeah. Uh, Cassandra winning this, she got every single question correct. It was buck wild. It was amazing. Like she. That's like um, Vesepia in season four. Yeah. Uh, she was really good at this stuff because she her luxury item was like a journal or something. And so she just took notes on everybody. Yeah, but that was like taking notes about like. And just answering facts about people. That's true. This, this is, different. is like yeah. the added aspect of like, how do other people view this game? I have, we have not seen that much from Cassandra and this, I was like, Oh, Cassandra knows what the fuck is going on in this game. Yeah. Um, I was very impressed. Yeah. I think that's kind of her style. I've noticed that in her conversations, like sh- the stuff they show us, she doesn't add a whole lot. It's just, she lets other people talk and then she'll just be like, yeah, uh-huh. Uh-huh. And so she just like, yeah. So it is like, yeah, maybe. she like absorbs what other people are thinking, and like she she knows what everyone is thinking on this drive, right? Which was very impressive. Yeah, um, we see a little bit more of Alex and Dreams talking to Mookie about the idol. Earl is worried about Dreams, whether he can trust him to join their alliance or whether he's still with the Four Horsemen. Um, Dreams tells Cassandra and Earl that Mookie has an immunity idol, which I think I skipped over earlier when it was last episode. Mookie, episode nine. Dreams. Mookie told yeah. Dreams, which made Alex and Edgardo upset. But it was, yeah, the the knowledge was being used as like leverage of like, okay, you got to trust us. It was pretty funny too because they are so upset because they were like, Dreams is going to go tell Cassandra, and Dreams is like, I promise I won't. And then in this episode, he absolutely does. Yeah. Yeah, and that's yeah. So now Dreams is using the idol information to garner like trust with different right. people. Um, we see the immunity challenge where they have to stand between two walls with feet on little footholds. They can't use their hips, back, or butt to help support themselves. Uh, this looks like it would suck. Yeah, this looked terrible. They were like rock climbing footholds, basically, 
but like you had to sandwich yourself between these two things. It was rough. Cassandra was the first one out at 22 minutes, which I was like, damn, that's a long time. Um, and every 30 minutes that it switched to like a smaller little foothold. Um, and Yao man ends up winning this for individual immunity. Um, we see some strategy before tribal council. Mookie goes to the four horsemen. He wants to get rid of Earl because he thinks Earl has the idol. And he says that our, their voting off order should be Earl and then Yao man and then boo. He's confident that Stacy is allied with them. And so like this strategy section is kind of like Stacy is maybe the swing person between the two alliances. Um, there's some worry that Alex is going to get voted off. And so they want the idol to be played on him. Um, Mookie tries to secretly transfer the idol to Alex, but dream sees this happen. And so now the plan is to vote out Mookie. Um, and then Ed suggests to Cassandra, suggests Cassandra, suggest voting for Cassandra. Cause that will split the other Alliance because Cassandra is like holding people together. Then they switch the vote to Edgardo instead of Mookie, but don't tell dreams this. Um, and dreams did a really good job of playing Alex here. I thought, um, I guess I said that before I knew that he was going to vote with vote against Alex, but he did a good job of like making Alex think that he's still in and like, uh, getting, or what it was, was he was making Alex very nervous. So that way Alex would play the idol. Uh, yes. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So then um, at, at tribal council, Alex plays the idol on himself. Um, and didn't receive any votes for himself because Edgardo got voted out five to three to one. Um, shocking Edgardo, uh, which has happened twice. We saw happen in season. It was in the first episode of season nine to Brooke and then now to Edgardo. Huh? I remember the Brooke thing. I didn't, I would have guessed that it was a five, four. I didn't remember a five, three, one weird. Okay. And Jeff informs us that the idol will be rehidden and new clues will be given at, um, Exile Island. Exile Island. Yeah. Uh, so Edgardo is gone. He got blindsided here. Uh, we head to episode 11, blackmail or betrayal. Um, we see a little bit after tribal council talk, Alex and Mookie realize that dreams double cross them. Um, dreams. I was worried about how the fallout with dreams was going to be here with the like Earl Yao man Alliance, but dreams seems okay. He like understands why they didn't include him in the vote switched to Edgardo. And so that was nice that it just like was, it was a non-issue. Yeah. He does then go to Alex and Mookie and it's like, Hey, like, it seems like you're mad at me. What's going on? And they're like, yeah, fuck off. And he's like, nah, 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 nah. I did this for us. And they kind of are cool with that. Yeah. I, I didn't understand that either. He's like, yeah, we like, yeah, I voted Mookie. Okay. Like big whoop. And yeah, he's like, the only way that we're going to be able to last is if we win challenges. And they're like, yeah, yeah, we got to win challenges. Makes sense. And I Which, was like, what? This is where I start to see you're like, not very strategic because they're just like, cool with dreams all of a sudden. And I'm like, what? Are they just like playing him? But I don't yeah. think they are. They don't like, have a lot of other options. But I also am like, what? He played you and got you to waste an idol. Like, what's going on? Right. Like, this is confusing. <laughs> Yeah, uh, we go to the reward challenge where there are two teams where one person slingshots balls into a big mud pit that they have to get a uh, catch. Um, the reward is bathing stuff in a seaplane to a spa resort for a night and to send a loser to exile where they'll get a new a clue for a new location for an idol. Um, 
so Yao Man does some launching to Boo, Cassandra, and Mookie, and Stacy launches to Dreams, Earl, and Alex. Boo hurts himself in the middle of this, laying on the ground, thinks that he hurt his ACL, and oh god, he stands up. You hear his knee pop loudly, and everybody else like grimaces, and then he's like, including Jeff, like, yeah. Jeff grimacing got me. I was like, yeah. oh boy. But then he's just fine. He like does his own little like check of like trying to like do quick shifts to the right and shifts to the left, like testing his knee. And he's like, all right, I'm good. Let's go. And I was like, what? That was it. But good. Yeah, I mean, good, it, good, good for Boo. Like, I'm glad it worked out for him because then he like got right back to playing. I'm sure he was like still in great deal of pain, but like managing. But I don't know because he like, like couldn't tell them what was wrong amount of pain like couldn't talk about it and then suddenly was just fine i'm like yeah. oh did was it very well, he, much like once it got popped into place it everything was fine again i guess he seemed to have i bet he's had a knee injury before because he talked about it like he knew stuff like he talked about like something about like maybe the tendon crossed over to here or something and i was like sure i don't know man and then he, yeah. when there was that big pop i was like i guess it crossed back over i don't know um yeah so it worked out for him um and stacy's team ends up winning this challenge and they send boo to exile island because he's lived in moto the whole time and at the time i was like that dude's just knee just popped so loud you're gonna send him to exile by himself that's messed up but that makes sense um and uh we have we see a little shot of boo on exile the clue says the idol's back at his very own beach. It's close to a singular tree. Um, and the reward people, they immediately shower. Alex talks to Earl and asks who's next. There's just like some pretty like uh, blunt conversation. I was like, listen, we know we're screwed here. Who's getting voted off next, me or Mookie? Um, and he says he think Alex says he thinks Mookie wants to go. And Earl says that's why he might not be next, which I thought was a very like, that's a very real but like smart answer of like yeah if he wants to go we're going to keep him around because he's less of a threat then right but also not confirming anything because yeah an idol is being rehidden and so they don't want to know anything um i also thought it was with the idea of the idol being rehidden sending boo to exile i thought was interesting because like it's kind of a punishment but it also is like Earl and Stacy maybe hope that he finds the idol because he's aligned with them. Uh, like, do you send someone to exile who you're aligned with so that they can get clues? Or do you send someone to exile who you don't want, like who you want to make weaker? Right. Yeah. Like Alex probably would have wanted Mookie to get sent so he could help hopefully find a new idol. Yeah. But poor Mookie, that would be awful for him. Yeah. Um, so Mookie uh, thinks that Yao Man has the idol and searches through the bags and finds Yao Man's idol. And he, this is the part where that I was like, you guys, because he, so he goes and talks to Alex and he's like, okay, Yao Man has the idol. Other people don't know about it. Let's blow this game up. We're going to tell the other people that Yao Man's been lying this whole time. And so they go tell Yao Man and he's like, okay, do what you need to do. And they tell people. Well, well that's not the plan. The plan is to bring it up at tribal and get people to turn against Yao Man at tribal yeah. and like do it in front of everybody. But as they are discussing, they realize that they're being overheard by Cassandra and Stacy, 
who That's unbeknownst right. yeah. to them can't really make out their conversation, but they think that they've been overheard and that their plan is going to get leaked. And so they do this instead where they confront Yao Man first. And that is a much worse plan. Confronting him at tribal, still not a great plan. But confronting him beforehand is nothing. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, because Yao Man's like, okay, do what you need to do. I don't think it's going to do much. And so they, like, revealed it, and everybody else is just like, wait, you found out by searching through his personal belongings? That's fucked up. You shouldn't search through people's stuff. Yeah, it's kind of hilarious because they're yeah. like, yeah, he's been hiding this thing from you. And they were like, you you did an illegal search, basically. Yeah. Uh, it was just, yeah, there's just a scene where they like originally hashed the plan of cracking it open at tribal council that they were like, this is brilliant. It's going to blow up the entire game. This is amazing. And even if that had gone through, I was like, it's not that big of a deal. Like people find idols and hide them. They don't tell everybody they have an idol. Like I know it's early in the idol stuff for the survivor, but yeah. Um, uh, we go to a challenge where they have, uh, it's basically battleship. They have to pick a row of three blocks in a grid and then knock out opponents. But like eight person battleship. This yeah. was very fun. I thought it was cool, except it was also weird because they created this really big field that was cool where like Jeff had these things to open up gas to like burn people's flags. And the contestants like didn't ever see it. They like walked in and sat behind a wall where they couldn't see. And so it was just for like the audience. But I'm like, they could have done a different graphic. Like it seemed like so much work for the contestants to not see it. Yeah, no, I do agree with that. Uh, it felt like they like wanted to make this whole thing. And then they were like, well, wait, fuck. The contestants aren't allowed to see any of this information. So what do we do? So it was just for us, but yeah. the idea of the like giant battleship, eight-person battleship board, I think is very intriguing and fun. It was cool, and it was interesting to see people's strategy for like picking their block of three for a boat. Some people had like the exact same or very similar strategies of which ones they picked. So that I was, was cool. And there was some memory. Everyone to went it. diagonal, basically. Yeah. Um there was some memory to it too. Like some people were messing up and guessing spots that had already been guessed. And so that was a that was interesting. Um, and people, Dreams and Cassandra both hit themselves because they forgot where they placed their own boats. Um and I think technically uh, Stacy does too, but that's for the win. Yeah, Stacy like realizes she has to hit herself in order to win, right. which is fun. Um, yeah, so Stacy gets the win and has individual immunity. Um day 30, Alex has a quote: if I'm going down, I'm bringing hell with me which I don't think is insane, but I liked it. Yeah. Um, and so there's talk of whether it's going to be Alex or Mookie. Um, Boo tells Earl and Stacy and Cassandra and Yao Man, like his alliance, that the idol is back at camp. Um, he worries the group that Alex or Mookie might have found the idol. Like he tells them because he's like, listen, the idol's back here. Maybe Alex or Mookie found the idol. So we should do a split vote just in case. Um. And at Tribal Council, there's some talk of Mookie going through Yao Man's bag. Um, and they vote. The most notable vote here that I thought was just that Alex voted for Mookie. Um, yeah, so the, the plan was for the, the six-person alliance to do 3-3 three, three on Alex and Mookie. And then, assuming that they don't play the idol, to re-vote and send Alex home. Mm -hmm. Alex kind of realizes this and is like, well, my one way to save myself is vote Mookie. And not have a tie and yeah. so he does which is smart that is a great that is a good move part. 
um, and he got voted out, or Mookie gets voted out four to three to one, which was the very first vote result on Survivor, season one, episode one. Sonia Christopher got voted out four three one. Oh, we also saw Sonia. Also saw it in season one to Jenna, season six to Ryan, and earlier this season to Sylvia. It's all Do we've only seen it happen five times. Anything about Sonia Christopher? No. She had a ukulele. Uh, I liked Sonia a lot. I wanted to start this podcast because when she got voted off, I was like, nah, fuck that. And I needed to talk about it. Well, maybe she'll come back. She won't. No. She uh, might be dead. It was only 20 years ago. Yeah, but she was, she wasn't that old, I guess, but she was like one of the older contestants of the season, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah. She is still alive, but she was born in 1937. She's 86 years old. <laughs> yeah. See, okay. That makes me feel much better. She's older than I expected. Um, well, that's fun. Apparently in 2019, her and a few other Survivor Borneo pre-jury castaway members met up in Clarksville for a hangout. Oh, nice. Um, cool. She won $2,500 for her time on Borneo. And after Rudy died a few years ago in 2019... Sonia is currently the oldest living contestant, oh. according to Survivor Wiki. Uh, cool. All right. Final episode we're going to talk about this week is episode 12, A Smile, Velvet Gloves, and a Dagger in My Pocket. Before we get to that, Chris, this episode aired on May 3rd, 2007, May which the is the first time in 2007. Oh, yes. May the third be with you. Uh, which is the first time in 2007 in this chunk of episodes that Disturbia, which we talked about last week, was Disturbia. not the number one movie. Mm-hmm. There's a new number one movie, May 2007. Mm-hmm. Do you want to take a wild guess before I give you a hint? Um, the Born Supremacy. No. So this is the last time until 2021 that this very specific character was on screen. That's that's maybe uh Shrek Forever After. <laughs> no, uh, I'm laughing because actually next I was week thinking I'm of Pusen, talk about but... the number one movie next week is Shrek the Third. <laughs> but <laughs> okay, specific. That's uh, like maybe I shouldn't say character. This this specific is this a animated movie or a live action movie? Live action movie. Maybe I should say like this specific representation of this character. Um. James Bond, Quantum of Solace. No, that was 2022. I know, I'm not talking about James Bond, but there's other people in the James Bond franchise. I should have said 2022. I forgot that it is now 2023. I meant 2022. It's the last time before 2022 when this representation. Avatar? Like 2009. Is that what year we're in? Or we're in 07? We're in 07. It's not Avatar. It's not Avatar. And now, wait, fuck, maybe it was 2021. Shit. Give me a director. Is that too much? Uh, it's not too much. I know the director. I can't. Sam Raimi. Oh, 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 that's fun. Uh, Spider-Man 3. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, that's fun. Because that Peter Parker played by Tobey Maguire returned, spoiler alert, for Spider-Man Far From Home or No Way Home. Spider-Man No, no Way Home. Home. Yeah. When did that come out? Was that 2022? 2021? I think it was December 21. Okay. That's a fun stat. Uh. Yeah, so that movie came out May 2007 and was the number one movie at the time of this release. Um, uh, anyway, very cool. cool. I'm a big Sam Raimi fan, so that helped a lot. I love Sam Raimi. He's done uh, maybe one of my favorite horror movies, Evil Dead 2. Um, 
or that whole franchise, Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, Army of Darkness, lots of stuff. Yeah. Drag I thought that would be helpful for you, but I think that you needed that help at the time. So, um, Drag Me to Hell, great movie directed by him. Um, he also did last year's, two years ago, he did the most recent Doctor Strange, I think. Yes. Right. Which I liked as a horror movie and liked less as a Doctor Strange movie. But yeah. Um, he apparently is working on. A movie for the Kane Hiller Kane Killer Chronicles by Patrick Rothfuss. Really? According That's very IMDb, exciting. According to IMDb, but I don't know. It just says like upcoming projects, but there's not really many details about it. Maybe maybe if that movie happens, Patrick Rothfuss would actually fucking write the third book. Uh-huh. I'm not bitter about it. I don't know anything about those. Um Ooh, you should read them. They're great. Yeah. Name of the Wind. Great book. All right. Good to know. Uh, is the first one, but yeah. All right, final episode that we're talking about this week, episode 12. Um, We get a little bit after Tribal Council. Earl is mad that Alex is still here because he wanted Alex gone. He, I think he views Alex as more strategic than Mookie, and he just was worried about that. Yeah. Earl uh, also is particularly frustrated because he did not want to do the split vote thing and is like, we didn't need to do it. It went bad for us. What the fuck? Basically. Yeah. They did, well, they didn't need to because it turns out there wasn't the idol found but i think it was a smart move uh i do agree with you i think the smarter move would have been to do like a four two yeah yeah uh that's true because then you can guarantee more likely get the person out that you want to be out um Uh, the next day, day 31, it shows them napping by a tree. And I was like, that's a tree all by itself. That's a singular tree. I wonder if the idol's here. Um, Do we know that the idol's by a tree? Yeah, Boo got the clue for it that it was the idol was back at camp by a singular tree. Oh, I, I missed that the singular tree part of that somehow. And so it showed them all napping on the beach by this tree that was like all by itself. And I was like, ooh, I wonder if that's where the idol is. I don't know. Um, Alex is napping there trying to just lay low, not talk. Just try to listen in like a ninja, he says. Um, he hears Earl talking about how he only trusts Cassandra and Yao Man and Dreams, which are like a core four. Um, Yao Man thinks that the top four should be different because Dreams and Cassandra are tight together. And so he's worried that they'll like stay together, and never vote each other out. And so he kind of wants Stacy in instead of Dreams. Um, we see a reward challenge, which is a return of a challenge that we saw. I don't know if it was exactly like this, but it was very similar to this. We saw seasons ago. It's been a while. Yeah, I think that it was. Um, was it Amazon? No. Ooh, that sounds right. Uh, let me look uh, real quick. The challenge they have to rip meat off of a huge hunk of meat that's hanging on a hook. And they only get to use their mouth. Their hands are tied behind their backs. And they just have to get I as much weight as possible. I do feel like in the past, I've seen, it as a, I've seen it as a tribe challenge, not as an individual challenge. Yeah. Maybe it was, was uh, it Africa? Maybe. No, it was the Amazon. You're right. Oh, okay. Hell yeah. Um, the top three people get to take a helicopter to River Raft through the rainforest, and the winner gets to send somebody to Exile Island, um, and the winner also will get an advantage in the immunity challenge. I made a note here, and I feel like we've probably talked about this before. Do you think in the upcoming early seasons, like 15, 16, 17, that we'll start seeing people maybe purposely th- request to go to exile island to get info or see alliances purposely send people to get info it's i think of, so i'm kind right? of surprised that it's not hap- like that it's not being discussed more now yeah 
Um, because like the info is good. It does like really suck because sometimes they go for like two days, and so that's a lot of social game you're not around for. But if you have a what you think is a strong alliance, then it's definitely worth it to get the info. Kind of feels like being sent to the sent on like the journeys in the new era. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, true. Um, I also wondered during this challenge if you noticed like a minute or two in that somebody was just destroying it and you were not. I would just eat some pork, just take my time, get some free food. I did wonder if they're allowed to do that. Yeah, why not? What? Are, how's Jeff going to stop him if he's just like, no, you need to transport? I'd be like, oh yeah, totally doing that, and move some, and then swallow some, and then move some, and swallow some. You know, like one for the plate, one for me. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh, Boo. There able was a to point when. Uh, I think it was Boo has like a full bone. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, and I was like, does, like, but that's not meat. Like the bone part isn't meat. Does that count? It counted. It did count, yes. And towards the end, he tried to get like a whole nother huge bone, but I think it was like basically the whole thing. It wasn't going to work. Uh, but he did transport 8.9 pounds of food, which I was like twice as much as the other people for the After most part. five minutes. Yeah. That was impressive. Um, Dreams and Yao Man were the runners up here. Uh, Boo sends Earl to Exile Island. Um, I said that I thought if it was me, I would have sent Stacy because she was talking with Alex earlier, like just to make sure that that doesn't keep happening. Um, and that you definitely don't want to send Alex at the spot because then he would get the idle info. Um, but I don't know. I think Bur- Boo trusts his alliance with Earl. And so he's not worried about that. And maybe that. Maybe he sent him to get info, idle info. Yeah, maybe. Um, we see the reward, which was super cool reward. They take a helicopter ride and then like whitewater raft down through the Amazon. Um, apparently Boo talks a lot and it was really annoying dreams a lot. And maybe Yao Man, like Yao Man some, but it seemed like dreams more. Um, yeah. Dreams did have a good quote of this, that the reward he said, quote, it's like a field trip for grown people. <laughs> which is like what their reward like excursions are which is fun yeah it's also a little bit like what survivor is but yes Mm -hmm. Uh, they have riverside lunch they get letters from home also which is really nice um exile island um the clue says something about your normal winding path seal walk it's inside a tree near a lonely tower of rock which i don't think matches up with that singular tree i mentioned earlier that does make it seem like it's on the the way to water yes yeah um like a like a random tree in the forest similar to what we see in the new era sometimes and probably also in later seasons of survivor that we just haven't seen yet yeah uh day 33 there's some talk of being annoyed with boo talking so much alex is loving this and he's just like yeah fuck boo right he sucks we should totally get rid of boo um and he approaches dreams about getting rid of boo first uh, we go to the challenge. Uh, Boo's advantage for winning the reward is that he gets some of the some climbing steps to skip the first round of the challenge. Everybody else has to dig up these steps, uh, which isn't like a time advantage. It's just like a physical excursion advantage. Advantage because well, and a like there's like a two steps like only so many people get to move on to the final round, and he mm-hmm. gets a direct ticket to the final round, which is a pretty right, yeah yeah. And without having to like tire himself out from digging all this stuff up. Um, and so the final round, they have to climb up the 12 foot pool, uh, pole. Um, 
and that is Drew, Boo, Dreams, and Alex. Uh, and um, the Alex does like something impressive where he's just like, "Fuck the steps, I'll just shimmy up the pool, the pole," uh, which is pretty cool. Um, but other people do that as well, and Boo overpasses and wins immunity here because Alex slips towards the end. Yeah, I uh, thought it was going to be very impressive, and uh, it was still impressive, but it would, was just not enough. Yeah. Um, Alex talks to Cassandra about how Yao Man wouldn't take dreams to the end and that they should get rid of Yao Man now because he's going to be a threat. He takes us to Earl and dreams as well, but it kind of seems like nothing really seemed like it would be happening. It was just kind of foregone that it was going to be Alex gone. Yao Man does seem to get like a little spooked here, but not, not spooked enough to play his idol. Yeah. Yeah. And Yao Man was already like kind of nervous of this stuff he was talking earlier. He's worried about the dreams Cassandra connection, and he does want to shake some stuff up a little bit, but getting rid of Alex for now is the way it goes. And so at Tribal Council, Alex gets voted out six to one, which we have seen happen a bunch of times. Kimmy, Frank, Daniel, Michelle, Richard, Alicia, Brady, Travis, Stephanie, Margaret, Gary, Jessica, Rebecca, Jonathan, and Alex. We get a preview for next week where Yao Man is in trouble and feeling bad vibes. And Yao Man tries to make a deal at a challenge, maybe? Yeah, I'm intrigued by this. Me too. So we're down to six people. Um, we've got two episodes left plus the reunion episode. So next week we'll talk about, I want to see if I can make a deal. You've got a puzzled look. And then the reunion episode for season 14. And then the week after that, we're into Survivor 44, drop the four, keep the four. Yeah. Um, predictions. Last week, um, I predicted uh, Michelle would be eliminated and Patrick predicted Stacy would be eliminated and I was correct and Patrick was not. Simple as that. Yeah. Um, final three, Patrick has Dreams, Edgardo, and Earl, um, which Edgardo is gone, so that doesn't work anymore. And I had Dreams, Yao Man, and Alex, and Alex is gone, so that doesn't work anymore. So we got to do new final threes, but this is at the point where, where you should try to list out our final six, right? Oh, fuck. Yeah, you're probably right. Oh, but I know things. Oh, that's right. You do. So well, you season, should. I'll do it. I you don't. Shouldn't. Okay. So I'm going to guess next is going to then Boo and then Cassandra. And then the final will be Earl, Dreams, and Yao Man. And I'm going to guess. Oh, I take that back. I think Yao Man's going to be gone fourth. Big threat. And then Cassandra will get no votes. Dreams will get like a vote. And then Earl will win. That's my prediction. Interesting. Um, if if you are right, that would be a all black final three, which would be pretty historic. Well, that's true. That'd be fun. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, yeah, I don't have a whole lot of reason for that breakdown. Just they've been annoyed with Boo. Um. And Stacy, I feel like, has been like the least allied with most of them. And so that's why I have them going first. And then I think Yao Man is a threat. And I think Earl is one of the bigger strategizers of this bunch. And so he's going to want to get Yao Man gone. And then I just think, even though we talked earlier this episode about how we recognize that Cassandra seems smart and like she's uh, very observant and everything that her strategy and gameplay won't be as visible to the jury. And so I don't think she'll get a lot of votes. And then I think 
the flip of that, that Earl's will. And so that's why I think he'll win. But I really don't know because the jury, I think the jury will be fairly friendly other than Rocky. Well, you know, I take that back. No, I don't know. I could see Mookie and Rocky both being kind of angry jurors, but the rest being like kind of chill. I could see Edgardo being pretty pissed. Yeah, I just, I think he will cool down easier than like Mookie or Rocky. Yeah, that might be true. He seems like a nice guy. Um, all right, cool. There are some like a lot of nicknames on this season. Mm-hmm. Mookie, Boo, Rocky, Dreams. Wait, oh yeah, what's Mookie's real name? Maybe that's just Mookie. Is that Ooh, a nickname? Maybe that was not cool of me. I guess I assumed it was a nickname, but maybe that maybe that's not right. Yeah, I don't know. We could probably f- see when it's when it show if they show like the. For most, I think with their nicknames, when it shows on the screen, they put it in quotes. Like they do that with Dreams and Boo, I think. Um, um, Mookie does sound like it would be like somebody's nickname, but I don't know if it is or not. Uh, it is not. I'm sorry, Mookie. I made an assumption. Um, all right, cool. We have anything else we got to talk about? Uh, no, I don't think so. Um, how about a luxury item? Do you bring a luxury item this week? I did. Um, so I'm gonna talk about uh a game called sequester have you ever heard of sequester i have not so it is a it's an online reality game so like that's similar to like how i sometimes play survivor over like discord but sequester is typically played one night only over the course of like several hours in one night and the idea is that it is an incredibly chaotic survivor game done quickly. Um, I I helped a friend like run a game. I like helped moderate a game of it on Discord. And I also watched one on YouTube in the past week. Um, and it is very fun. Uh, it is called Sequester because uh, it kind of has to be done online so that there are like multiple different video conferencing rooms. So there's like four or five different rooms on like Skype or Discord or something like that, that people can bounce between, but you never, the players never know who is in what room. So they are like just bouncing into random rooms, hoping to find people to talk to. Mm-hmm. And I'll be like, okay, this round you have like 10 minutes to strategize, go. And they like just have to bounce between rooms and there can only be a certain number of people in each room. And so a moderator might yell at them of like, hey, there's too many people here. Someone's got to leave. Someone's got to leave. Um, so you're like trying to find your people to talk to them. But also it might be that like you and I are talking about getting someone out and then they just show up in the room and walk in on us talking. That's cool. Um, so that is all very fun and interesting. And also it is meant to be extra chaotic because every round has a new twist. Um, like this round the person with the lowest number of votes that is more than zero leaves instead. So you have oh, to win. Yeah. Or like this round, the person with the highest number of even votes goes instead. Um, or one time it was like, uh, everyone gets named another player still on the game. That is their like target for that round. And if that person is the one that gets voted out, you get immunity the next round. Um, so it's actively meant to be incredibly chaotic and weird and fast. Uh, and is very fun. That sounds very fun. That sounds cool. Um, I am going to say 
Tostino's pizza rolls. Ooh. I had a bunch last night, four cheese Tostino pizza rolls that I dipped in queso. So five cheese, really. Ooh. Uh, it was great. Um, I um, paced myself to not burn myself with any of the liquid ma- magma of the cheese. And it was great. No injuries. I do like, I feel like it's, it should be illegal for them to put like actual magma in a food stuff. Yeah. But it, when it tastes that good, not illegal. That's, that's what I'm always telling the cops when they <laughs> right. come to my house. Um, all right, cool. Uh, listeners, let us know what your luxury items are that you would bring to just tell us what's going good. Tell us some fun stuff. Tell us good things. Um, tell us how excited you are for season 44. Drop the four, keep the four. Tell us your thoughts on season 14. Tell us stuff. Email us, tribalcouncilpodcast at gmail.com or tweet at us at tribalcouncil20. Another urgent request that I have, listeners, is that I am trying to host a a little watch party for season 44, Drop the Four, Keep the Four, episode one, and I need survivor-themed snack ideas, so send those to us, and I'll make some stuff based off of your recommendations. mm -hmm. Yeah, do that. I don't immediately have any ideas. I just sat in silence for like 10 seconds trying to think of something. Yeah, I've been thinking about it for a while, and I don't have a lot of good ideas. Um, I feel like you should go look up like the names of the all the tribes from the 17 seasons of Survivor that we've watched, the tribe names, and there's probably some good puns you can make out of those. But those are some pretty niche things, maybe. Oh, okay, okay. Maybe look into or what, what the new tribe names are. Embrace uh, cultural appreciation and make foods of the locations they've been in the first 14 seasons that we've watched. Yeah, but like this isn't a celebration of seasons 1 through 14. This is a celebration of season 44, drop the four keys. Yeah, okay, fine. Well then, with the cast bios, you do it based off of places that they live or their hometowns. So like Josh Wilder, physician, who got a stomach removed from Cincinnati, Ohio. Cincinnati Skyline Chili, bingo, bingo. Or do it on puns of their names. So like Josh Wilder wings. Uh-huh. He also had the pet peeve that he doesn't like it when people mispronounce salmon. So maybe have mispronounced salmon. And salmon, it's like yeah. chocolate pudding. But you call it salmon. And it's like, mispronounced it. Well, I don't know if that's mispronounced. Isn't there someone who doesn't like forks scraping against their teeth? Maybe I'll just... Uh, I'll just leave out some forks as an entree. Uh, yes. Bruce Perot doesn't like it when people run their fork on their teeth while eating. Yeah, okay. I'll just leave out some forks and some teeth. That's a great party. <laughs> um, all right, cool. Uh, yeah, listeners, send Patrick some ideas, because right now he's going to leave out forks and teeth. Um, and for So next week, we're going to talk about the end of this season. But for now, uh, this is Chris signing off. This is Patrick. And the tribe has spoken. A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Oh, yeah.